A quick note before we set the show. We are very pleased to announce the second annual Terminal Mile Cup Distance Medley Relay Challenge will be taking place on August 5th in Hamilton, Ontario at the Mona Campbell Track as part of the Harbour Track Hamilton PB Twilight. Along with the trophies, New Balance has the prizing, it looks very sweet, and Athletics Ontario has sweetened the pot, making the race the sanctioned Ontario DMR Championships, meaning that you could potentially walk away the Terminal Mile Cup champion as well as the Ontario champion. Sign up today on the Hamilton PB Twilight Tracky Reg page, and we'll see you there. Phil Paramigas is a runner that everyone should know about. You see, Phil came up the way that most runners of his stature do, running in the Canadian university system. What makes Phil different though, is that while a lot of runners call it quits or at least scale things back after graduation, he kept going, even adding mileage around his new work schedule. And it's paid off for him in a pretty big way. 2019 has been a great year for Phil so far, notching a bronze medal at the 10km National Road Championships and setting PBs in everything from the 3000 to the 10k. Phil joins us this week to talk about what he's been doing to go faster. He answers the question on everyone's mind, who are the backroad bandits, and a whole lot more. You're listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on social media. My name is Michael Rokas, and this is a Tracky Radio production. All right, you know, I have to say right off the bat that 2019 seems to be a real breakout year for you. I mean, you've seen new PBs uh, in the five and in the three. I mean, those are distances that you've been kind of plugging away at for a very long time. What, what's been the difference this year? Yeah, I just kind of stepped on my game. Um, I've increased my mileage. I've really watched what I started eating. Um, and yeah, just doing doubles. I've never really focused on doing double runs. Uh, on easy days or even on workout days, I would kind of sneak in another little 5k at lunch. Um, so increasing my mileage and just kind of putting good goals out for the season and meeting up with uh, my coach, uh, Dave Mills and seeing what I want to do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, it sounds like a lot, uh, you know, some of the stuff sounds like, like the little stuff. I mean, what, when it comes to adding up, you know, with the little stuff, do you think that it, it, it is the thing that's making those those big improvements, or do you, do you think it's just psychological, or or what do you think it is? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I remember when I was in high school, and uh, I would train with Crystal Handy, and I remember my coach saying, um, "Chris just started stretching after all his his workouts and all his easy rounds, and it's the small things." He went from running like eight fifty to like in the low eight thirties, uh, just in one race, just because all those small things. So that's kind of what I've carried over. It's just the small things go a long way and you get results out of it. Now, does, does this mean that you're, uh, you're not combining, uh, you're not combining beer and, uh, and miles anymore? <laughs> uh, well, I'm still doing the beer mile world classic in August. Um, it's uh, going to be in Berlin. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, myself and Lewis Kent, we would always, we'd, Sneak in a couple workouts where we'd include some beers, but um, we've kind of got the technique down pack. So um, we kind of realized that if, if you're fit, um, it's going to carry over into the beer mile and you know, have some good results. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that race about uh, three weeks away. Yeah, you know, speaking of, of Lewis, he, uh, he's just putting out uh, his book right now as well, too. Ha- have you had a chance to, to take a look at it and, and you know, what, uh, what can we expect from that? Yeah, um, so I read the first couple pages. I got to read it before it actually got printed. 
um, just because I've lived with them for the past couple of years. And there's a couple of mentions of me in the book as well and a couple of other of our friends. Um, but, yeah, it's awesome. I definitely suggest giving it a read. Um, it's kind of cool uh, just seeing where the beer mile has gone over the last couple of years through his eyes because um, it's an interesting sport. Uh, I know not everyone kind of agrees with it, but, yeah, if you want to kind of get a better understanding about it, I definitely give it a read and, yeah, support Liz Kent. You know, there's always been something very interesting about the uh, the Western and I guess the the London Western, um, you know, team culture and, and camaraderie. Uh, you know, you mentioned that that you live with a bunch of those guys, and you know, as a, as of late, that team has has really you know come out, you know, really swinging with 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 a lot of really really good guys, you know, running post collegiately. What what do you think it is that that makes it so special? Why are people staying in the sport? Uh, you know, after they're done university and, you know, why do they continue to improve? Um, I think the biggest thing for us is the social aspect. Um, we just have such a good group and we're all just best friends with each other. Um, like we look forward to going to workouts just because we enjoy being around each other. Uh, so like after a long day at work, just going to workout, it's awesome. So we're getting fit and having a good time as well. Um, obviously it's like that throughout undergrad and if you're doing postgrad as well. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just, we just have, we're just such good buddies and we just enjoy training together. So, you know, a lot of guys, uh, they, they leave school and perhaps they'll, they'll reduce their mileage or, you know, they'll cut back on their goals. In some cases, you know, like, like our guest last week, he, he completely, you know, it was, it was almost completely gone from him after, after he left school. Mm-hmm. Was that was that a difficult decision for you to to keep on going with the sport and and how difficult was it to to make time for for running once you left school? Um, well, I actually started running more. Um, so I defended my masters in October 2017, and then five days later, I started working full time um, for a tech company called Race Roster, and we do online registration for endurance events. Um, and so on my first day. Um, one of the owners, Brandon Lynn, he goes to me, he's like, oh, do you want to run at lunch? And then I was like, oh, no, I have a workout tonight. And then I was like, wait, I can probably run now at lunch and, uh, and then after as well. So then over a couple of weeks and months, I kind of understood that, yeah, there's time to run during my lunch because we get an hour, and they love it when you're actually doing exercise over lunch. So I kind of trained my body to be able to take on that amount of volume over the last two years, and it's it's definitely because I'm working for a, a tech company that's also a running-based company, and it's it's helped out um, training-wise because they they like to support that. Yeah, you know, with with all the all the latest study results and that sort of stuff, they they say that you know a bit of physical activity uh, in the middle of your day can can really break it up and and can really increase productivity. What have you found with it? You know, what what are your experiences with that? Yeah, it's uh, I've always been. Uh, a big fan of that. Even in, when I was in school, um, I would always try to fit in exercise throughout the day. Um, it's been proven that if, if you feel tired, if you go and do exercise, uh, it's actually going to wake you up and increase the same hormones that you would release from a nap and feel more exercise uh, for more energized. Um, so that's what I would do. I'd, I much prefer to go out and do exercise over my lunch. Even some people in our office go for walks or they go play tennis. Um, or even having a standing desk. Uh, we, everyone in our company has a standing desk as well. Um, so even standing is way better than sitting. So I'm, I'm all for it. 
any guys that uh, that you'll you'll you know run along with at lunch you know because i i find that that's part of the thing as well too if you're you know, if you're running, if you're a runner of, of your caliber, oftentimes it can kind of be a little bit difficult with to to find people, especially in like a workplace setting, uh, to mm-hmm. to really tag along with. Yeah, um, we have a couple of runners. Um, so Brandon Land, he is a two twenty one marathoner. Um, so I, I run with them most days. Um, Josh Lumani uh, works at Race Roster. Hunter Andrin, and there's a couple other guys and, and girls that are pretty fit and they hop on in our runs sometimes um lanny marchand has been joining uh, me on some of my lunch runs over the past couple weeks now because she's uh she's getting fit again so uh, keep keep your eyes up for her i think she's gonna have a good season coming up uh, but yeah we have a good group to train with um at lunch all right let's let's talk some specific races from this year uh you know let's mm. let's start in may uh when you ran the uh when you ran the the ottawa 10k which was the Athletics Canada 10 kilometer champion um, on the roads. You ended up running 29.59, which is impressive in itself, you know, going sub 30. But, you know, it should also be mentioned uh, that your track PB from the year before is 3108. Yeah. And, you know, not only that, but but you podium, like you are the bronze medalist, uh, you know, when it comes to, to the Athletics Canada competition. What uh, what was special about that race? You know, how did it all come together, and uh, and what was the race like? Because it looked like a pretty good pack through through at least five k. Yeah, there were some good guys in the race. Um, there was obviously two groups: the guys that came one to five uh, that ran in the the sub thirties, and then there was the Canadians that were kind of duking it out. Um, I just made sure to get a good spot on that start line, and I just had it in my head that. I'm as good as any one of these other runners on the start line. So I just, uh, I hopped in on that train. We had a good group of Canadian runners. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wore the 4% for the first time in that race and they were pretty good. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the training just was all clicking properly. Um, and I kind of just gave it a go and I never really was worried about my pacing. I just kept going by feel and just kept running and stayed with that group. Uh, Chris Balestrini, which is also one of my other, uh, training partners and good friends. Um, we were just kind of duking it out with uh, Justin Kent and Dylan Wikes. And yeah, the weather cooperated. It was super rainy that day, but uh, for the race, it, it kind of stopped. Uh, but yeah, everything clicked properly and I just felt good and just kept rolling. You know, that's a, such a cool race uh, in that, you know, there there's obviously a lot of money there and you know, a lot of a lot of Canadians will will come in. They'll you know contest the championship. You know, take a look down the line and seeing guys like like Dylan Wikes, who I mean, like you had to look up to when when you're coming up in in the sport. You know, what what was that like? And you know, does come does finishing you know so close to him and, and rolling through a lot of the race with him does that do anything for for your racing and your workout sense? Yeah, it's such a good feeling because he's such a talented runner and he's got such good times under his belt. Um, my coach in high school uh, actually competed against him and when he found out that I finished a couple seconds behind him, he couldn't believe it. Like He was just so impressed about it and it kind of clicked in at that point that I was like, wow, like, yeah, like Dylan White, he's the man. So it's cool being able to be right near him and pushing for that spot and almost beating him. And same thing with Justin Kent. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. 
So, you know, for, from there, you know, a couple of weeks later, you, you raced to 5,000 in, uh, in London. It ended up being uh, a real PB for you as well there. The, uh, the pacing, the, the pacer, if I remember correctly, was, uh, was looking to run, you know, 68s. I mean, whatever would get you to about a, uh, to a 14. You know, you finished with a 14-18. Was, was the plan to go, you know, with the pacer and try and hit that, that 14 flat? I mean, like, how did that one work out for you? Yeah, so my PB before that was 14.21, and I knew I had it in me to try to go 14 or sub-14. Um, so we got Kyle Borsma and Nick Falk to pace us up until pretty much the halfway mark. So they took us out in seven minutes at 2.5K, um, and then uh, Mike Tate kind of took off a bit because he wanted to get... Because uh, he's run some crazy fast times. Um, but I guess the wheels fell off a bit in the last 2K, um, and still came out with a PB, but I definitely think I do have sub 14 in me. It's just, um, I've only done a handful of five Ks on the track over the last two years. Um, so just about practice and kind of understanding the race. Um, but yeah, you'll definitely see sub 14 in me <laughs> eventually. You know, there's, there's been a lot of discussion about this. You know, what, uh, what do you think that race is going to look like when you go sub 14? I mean, what are the ideal conditions, uh, you know, for you as far as, you know, perhaps environment, but also, you know, people, people that you're racing with? Yeah, you need a group, uh, like you need like at least four or five guys that are all on the same page and want to, want to go for that time. Um, I'm hoping maybe tomorrow night at AOs, I'm doing the 5k. There's some, a couple of fast guys in that race. Um, it is a championship race, so it might be tactical, um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, and then I'm nationals. I'm assuming that it's probably going to be tactical as well. Cause last year we came through in three K, I think it was like nine twenty five. Hmm. So there's no way breaking 14 there, but yeah, it's about getting the right group and being on the same page that, yeah, we want to hit that time. This uh, this past weekend you were, you were racing in London again. You, uh, mm-hmm. you ran a, a- huge huge pb uh in in the 3000 um yeah let's let's talk about that that race a little bit because uh, again you had a, a good pacer set up but uh you know once once your teammate jack was off uh you ran you ran you know a fair chunk of that race i wouldn't say by yourself but uh but definitely with not a whole lot of bodies around you uh what was mm-hmm. that race like yeah, um, so a couple of days before the race, I knew Jack was racing the 1500. So I texted him, I'm like, Jack, what are the odds that you pace the, uh, the 3K as well? And he's like, oh, let me ask Dave. And then Dave was, Dave's our coach. He's like, oh, yeah, he, he was all for it. So then Jack's like, I'm in. I'll try to do a K and maybe up to 2K. Um, so he ran his 1500, and then he was a bit worried if he'll be able to keep that pace. But he said it was... It's super easy. You always have that mindset when you're a pacer. It's always easier. Um, but yeah, so Jack led it up until a mile and I was feeling great. And I remember right before he dropped off, my coach was saying, be patient. Don't go yet. So Dave was saying that. And then right after he said that Jack yelled at me saying, let's go time to go. Cause I was tucked in right behind Foster Malik. Um, so then I could see that Foster was falling off a bit. Uh, so I said, okay, well, I'm going to take the lead. So from a mile on up until pretty much 2.8K, I led. And then uh, Foster's got some wheels. Um, he, he's running the 340s, I believe, for the 15. Um, so we were duking it out for that last 200 meters, but he, he got me 
at the line by a second. Uh, but yeah, it was a uh, overall it was uh, an eleven second PB. Yeah, I mean, just be, just before that was a fantastic race as well too. Uh, Julian Staley, you know, got so close to to that nine minute mark. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in in that three thousand, you know, there's a Canadian uh, junior three thousand uh, record as well too. And yeah, it was it was just a really really great race. How much do you believe that? You know, like obviously that that created a pretty cool environment around the, around the stadium where, you know, people were, were, were pretty into it. And like, it's a pretty smart fan base who, who attend these London meets anyways. Well, you know, how do you, how do you feel that the environment plays, uh, the fan environment kind of plays into, you know, how fast you run and stuff? Yeah, it's, it's definitely beneficial. Um, watching that three K before we went, I was watching with Jack as we were just doing a couple of strides and, we saw them come through at 2K and we're like, oh my God, Julianne could break nine minutes. And then his girlfriend was in the race as well. So Alex Lucky, and I believe her PB before that was 9.35-ish. And she was on pace to run like 9.08, 9.09. So like we were all excited and it kind of got our mind off our race as we were just focusing on their race. And I think that's a big thing is just don't get stressed out about your own race. Because um, it's just like a workout. You're just out there running. Um, but they definitely set a nice atmosphere for the race, uh, for when we went and then even the crowd, like I had all my, my buddies and friends cheering me on throughout the race. So they, they definitely helped out. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. I want you to explain something for me because you are part of the, the London Western track and field club, but, uh, you also run with some guys called the, called the back road bandits. Who are they? And what's the, what's the relationship there? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are probably wondering. Um, we're just a couple of guys, um, it's just a select group that, um, so Backroads is a, a running store that also serves uh, coffee and beer. Um, there's a little cafe in there as well in London. Um, it's an awesome place. I would definitely check it out if you guys are in London. Um, but we would meet up on Sundays and do our long runs. And long runs are some of the best runs to do because you're out there for two-ish hours, having a good time, chatting, and we just said, hey, we have a good group here. Um, what if we kind of created a group similar to, like, the Tin Man Elite um, just to try to get something going um, so just people get to see what we're doing via social media, on Strava and stuff like that. Um, so I think there's about seven or eight of us on that group right now. Um, but, yeah, it's just a group of guys. We enjoy running. We enjoy showing people what we're doing. Uh, and if, if you guys enjoy watching it, we'll, just, we'll keep it going. Um, I think we have more ideas in the pipeline um, for that Backroads Bandits page. But uh, yeah, it's just, that's pretty, that sums it up. Yeah, you know what? It, that that also brings to mind the fact that uh, that you do a pretty good job of of capturing stuff via via video, via you know photo and, and that sort of stuff as well. Too, a lot of your subjects have been uh, you know runners or or races or 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 stuff like that. Is I mean, in this sport, there's not really a whole lot of really, really great production value, but the stuff, the stuff that you're doing is, is pretty good as well too. Is that something that you look to expand at all? And you know, how has it been received so far? Yeah. So I kind of started my own little side business on weekends. Um, I, uh, own a videography and photography business where I do promo videos or photo shoots for, for brands or companies. Um, it could be 
athletic related. Uh, it could be beer related because I've done a promo video for Anderson's Brewery. Um, but it's more of a hobby right now. And I do make a bit of money off it. Um, I just enjoy making video edits. Um, I would like to expand it and make it uh, bigger, um, but I have no intentions of making it a full-time thing. It's more of a, sort of a side project just because I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I do, I do really like showing it. It's very artistic, so I like that, that aspect of it. All right. It was, uh, it was announced earlier today that uh, this year's Terminal Mile Cup uh, will also be the Athletics Ontario Championship. Uh, taking a look at, at your own club, uh, London Western, or you know, looking at the the backward bandits, because I believe a lot of those guys are are London Western guys as well too. Uh, you know, who's the dream di- lineup? How are you going to capture that uh, that championship? Who do you put on that line? Uh, what what day is the the Mile Cup at? Uh, that's August fifth. August fifth. Well, I'll be in Europe that week week because um, of beer miles on the third, and I'll be traveling. Um, so ideally, I'd like to put myself on that team, but unfortunately, I won't be able. Um, but I think our ideal team would probably be, um, I know Corey Belmore does train with us. So it would be cool if we could toss him on that team. Um, he's also running the beer mouse auto when he gets back. So it'd be Corey Belmore, Chris Balestrini, Jack Sheffer. And then, hmm, if Connor Black was fit cause he's a London Western boy now. I'd definitely toss him on the team. Um, but uh, I'd probably toss Hunter Andrin because he's got some speed. He's got he's got those quick legs. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. You guys have a lot of really really uh, great distance guys on there. You know, I'm I'm thinking of someone like like Chris who uh, you know just made his his marathon debut earlier this year. You know, is there much thought to uh, to what legs you would put those uh, people on? Um, well, I'd definitely put Chris on the longer part. Um, the guy's got some speed. I don't know if he's got uh, the the 200 or 400 speed that someone else may have. Um, Jack's looking super fit right now. I saw him do a pretty crazy workout last night. That was super quick. Um, so I think I would put him. What are the legs uh, for the so it's, the relay? It's uh, everything from 400 to the mile. So four, four, eight, twelve, and and sixteen. Okay, so I put Hunter on the four. Um, I think I would put Jack on the eight Belmar on the 12 and then Balestrini on the, on the mile. All right. That sounds like a, like a pretty solid lineup. Uh, we should definitely be making that, that happen. Let's see if we can, uh, if we can get that on, on athletics, Ontario championship in London. Yeah. Um, you know, what's, what's left for you this season? You know, where can, where can people go, uh, check out what you're doing? Yeah. So, uh, my next race is tomorrow night. Um, I'm running out the 5k, um, track champs for Ontario, so at AOs, um, I'll be trying to, to trying to defend my belt. I won it last year, so we'll see how it goes. There's some good guys in it. Um, I was debating doing the 15 as well, but I was thinking I'll just stick to the 5K um, for the season. And then two weeks later, um, I'll be going out to Montreal for the Canadian track champs and also doing the 5K there. Um, so hopefully I'll run a bit better than last year. Last year was super tactical. Uh, so I kind of know what to, what to expect now. Um, so yeah, I'm super pumped for those next two races. And then I'll, I'll cap it off with, um, the beer mile in, in Berlin on August 3rd. All right. Sounds like a, a full and very exciting season. Uh, 
Yeah, no, man. Thank, thanks a lot for for being on the show this week, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, the next couple of races will will follow the trend of of what's happened so far. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me. As always, huge thanks to Phil and to Tracky for their ongoing support. You can find us on Tracky, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We always enjoy hearing from you. While you're there, also listen to our newer feature, Track Wrap. It keeps you up to date on what's been happening in the track world. It drops every single Monday. My name is Michael Rogas. Thank you for listening to The Terminal Mile. And remember, support your local Twilight Meet. Twilight Meet.